What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? All righty, man. Another great episode of What If It Did Work. And you know what? This is something I've been wanting to talk to you for a little while. Uh, my next guest is George Salas. How's it going, brother? What's up, Omar, man? I'm, I'm doing great, brother. Just, just here, man. Leading, managing, you know, um, doing it, man. Blessed. Now, I, I met you about like a month and a half ago in the great state of Tennessee and Nashville and all that. And one of the things that I always tell people, it's always about getting into the, these rooms, bigger rooms with bigger players and all that, just so that you can find out what they're doing and how other people are doing it, man. So I'm the pleasure is all mine that we got, got to connect. And, you know, I, my listeners get to hear a little bit about you and about your story. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. And then I'm excited to, to you know, just put it out there and then uh, put more great vibes, brother. So thank you for having me, man. But dude, that, that's what it's all about. And the one thing that I've noticed too, just like about most successful people, you you want to help other people grow. You're, only, you're very accessible. You're a lot of times what people don't understand. One of the keys to success is actually to help others become successful and then you will become successful. That that brother, you you're living in complete abundance. While so many people don't understand that, it's always about me, 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 and it'll never work. It, it never happens that way. Yep. No, I, I agree. I mean, I'm a great um, listener of Jim Ron and Darren Hardy, my two of my mentors. And to me, every time I hear, you know, if you help other people, and and you're going to help yourself. That's a big, you know, a big saying from Jim, right? Um, so I learned that in, you know, when I was coming up, that's how it all went. I was like, that is the goal. If you have that at your end as your end and, and, and you want to make an impact and grow as you make an impact. Right. And, um, and then just be able to get to any goal. Everything else comes, money comes, fame comes, results come, you know, and, and if you have an end of making a big impact to me, that was the whole thing. I didn't care about the money at first. Right. At all. At all. At all. It wasn't about the money. It was more about what am I going to do and how am I going to help? What problems am I going to solve? Right. Well, George, and here, I'm going to have you introduce yourself because I know a little bit about you, but I want you to say all because I know you wear many hats. I know you're a real estate investor. You're <laughs> you're an up and comer. You're, you're going to be a future business leader, a future wealthiest guy out there in Houston in H-Town. But introduce yourself to us. Absolutely. My name is George Salas and I'm a short-term rental strategist. I, I, my focus, I, I love helping and empowering real estate investors grow their real estate portfolios and increase their cash flow through my strategy, which is short-term rentals, right? And um, I'll give you a little bit of my backstory, uh, Omar. And um, I'm going to jump to six years old, right? Um, I was in Peru. Boom, all of a sudden, my parents are getting a divorce. Um, I lived in this in, in the capital. In the, now I'm in this small city, right? In, in a very small town. And now my, my, my mom divorced my dad. I, I was with my mom. And, and she, we lived in an Adobe house, 
right? So I come from a in a small little city, small little town. I come from a very, very um, humble background, and uh, and half of my house melted, brother. You know, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I, I literally come from nothing. You know, um, so when we were in Peru, I used to kick it, you know, out of the streets, and you know, um, you, like, it was like a free small town, right? So people lived out there, and there was no that you have in today's world. You know, it was not like that in my little town, right? When I moved here at the age of 15, I hadn't seen my dad for nine years and I, I got to leave him again. You know, I came here, you know, with a purpose and a mission and I, I wanted to own my own business and, and one day help other people, right? So I actually went into a different industry that I'm in now, okay? And, and it was the hospitality industry. So right now, I'm, I would say short-term else is real estate and combined with hospitality, right? Um, and uh, at the time, I was, you know, working as a bartender, as a waiter, and then I went into creating a company that was marketing and promoting uh, as a business where I marketed and promoted bars, nightclubs, and I did events. So it was a nightclub producer and promoter, right? Um, and I did that for 10 years. And in year six or seven, which was, um, I think it would be year yeah, six or seven, uh, which was 2015, I decided to invest into a nightclub, right? And then I had been doing very well. Uh, so we built out this nightclub and uh, I put up about $410,000 or more. Um, I partnered with this other guy, right? And he was the lead. He was the, the business owner who came from a different business and I invested into him. Um, well, I didn't really do my homework properly, right? And uh, we opened up the project. We were like $1.3 million in debt from the nightclub, right? And um, and the place generated money, but it wasn't where it needed to be. So entirely the whole project fell apart, you know, with his leadership. And I watched my $410,000 be washed away. Not a penny of it I got back. So as, as a business owner who came to be a business owner, you know, by casualty or by luck to partner with somebody else when I really didn't know much about, you know, infrastructure, real estate and operating a business at that level, I lost everything. So I'm sitting in, in my apartment at the time and I don't know what to do with myself. Like I have nothing left. So I went back into marketing and promoting, but at the same time, that was by choice. And, and then my decision was I needed to change my life, Omar. Right, so I wasn't going to stay in that rock bottom. So as I went back to marketing and promoting, I was also studying for real estate. Right, this is 2017, right when the hurricane happened here, you know, in Houston. And um, two months later, you know, I got my first flip. Um, then three months later, I did my first wholesale deal. Right, and my first flip generated forty-six thousand dollars profit. And then this first wholesale deal, I did thirty-seven. Within six more months, I was able to bring in, you know, six figures in wholesale fees. And I took that and I invested into my a few short term hours, right? I was doing four or five flips at the same time, and I was doing a few wholesale deals. And then I was running into one big problem. As a startup, I had no cash flow. So I would have these big chunks of you know, five, 10, 15, $20,000 come in from these wholesale deals, but I didn't have consistent and stable cash flow. Right. So what I realized is like, okay, well, I need to do something about it. So I decided to go in, 
you know, figure out how to do this short term rental thing, right? Which was Airbnb. And then I went for about 10 apartments where I did the rental arbitrage strategy where I rent and I sublease them on Airbnb, right? Um, a few months later went by the end of 2018. Now I've got, you know, these, these 10 and I did pretty good. Um, and then we're launching 10 more literally before, you know, New Year's Eve that day. So I'm launching into 2019 with 20 apartments, Airbnbs, all bringing me what I needed, right? And what I needed was cash flow, right? So it was doing okay, right? Then now I have three gigs going at the same time. I mean, I'm flipping, I'm wholesaling, and I'm like, I need to stop flipping so much because, you know, the, you know, I would create, you know, I would get a property under contract and, and then it would take four or five months and I would bring in a partner that would put up the down payment and then I would bring in another partner that would do the, the rehab or bring in a contractor. So at the end of the day, we were splitting it, you know, two or three ways. There was just not a whole lot of money, right? So if I had to, opt, you know, opt in just going for wholesale deals and, and short term rentals. So that's when I was like, okay, man, maybe, maybe I just need to niche down because I, you know, one day I'm going to build, and I didn't think it would be three years, right? I'm going to build and I'm going to help people and I'm going to build an empire to where my goal is to teach other people what I'm doing and help them become free financially, right? So I read this book. Omar, and it was called Expert Secrets. It's like, oh my God, Expert Secrets, really, really cool. And then that book inspired me to niche down to something that was blue ocean, and it's still pretty blue ocean, right? And that's why I decided to go into the short term space because I knew that my end wasn't mine, right? And the end was to help other people and teach my and spread my message, right? And then as I transitioned, Right. We went from, you know, the 20 apartments to now having, you know, right around 50 properties um, and then truly helping other people in the sense of like we're creating, you know, we're creating uh, an experience for our guests. Right. And then now we, we own part of our portfolio. And then now we're teaching this. We're helping, you know, others and we're spreading our message of how to create freedom to through bigger chunks of cash flow that are more consistent, right? And, and, and more stable. And then that was the whole transition of me coming in here. And today, I mean, we've got some amazing things happening, brother. You know, so I've got, I get to be in a podcast with you and, and, and be right here, you know, blessed. And I've got an amazing network of people. And, you know, we've got three and a half day boot camp, um, tons of students in our programs. And uh, essentially, we, we are doing it. What I dreamed three years ago, we're doing it today. Well, congratulations, you know, because to me, there's so many different paths, so many different avenues to wealth. And what you did was you created something new because, you know, everybody's either it's real estate, especially all of my Grant Cardone people, though, they drank the Kool-Aid. They said you can only make money off of real estate, but they heard the man, the myth, the legend. But there's other ways. There's bonds, there's stocks. You know, buy and sell anything. If I if I buy a pencil for fifty cents and I sell it for two bucks, you know that's called profit. And at the end of the day, as long as you keep on making more and more profit, and you keep on stacking them. But at what point did you think? Because nobody's heard of you know that having a portfolio of Airbnbs like you. Usually, if you hear about it, it's somebody I, I own. You know, my second place. I own a place in Steamboat. I don't personally. I'm divorced, so. You know, that <laughs> possibly one day I could have had that or, you know, maybe in the near future. 
you hear people saying, I own my second home and that I have an Airbnb. But your strategy now is you literally buy, you buy homes and then you, you repair them. And then you, instead of flipping them, what you do is you have them on Airbnb, correct? So I buy them and I rent them, Omar, right? And when we buy them, obviously you have to put X amount of cash down and I buy them through several different strategies, right? We buy them to subject to the mortgage. We could, you know, buy them, rehab, and then refinance them and then rent rent them, right? Or rent them before we finance them. Um, Or we're renting them and doing these lease and lease options, right? Where we're generating cash, obviously no equity in the back end with the leases, but we're combining and I'm using a hybrid strategy, right? And um, we, that's how we've been able to scale so quickly because when you, when you don't, own the real estate, you're going to put, you're renting it, you're putting only down a small deposit, you know, first month, last month, or first month of deposit, and you're furnishing the house. And now in 30 days, you can be up and running, right? Now, when you buy, it always takes a little bit longer, but the beauty about short-term rentals is that they give you three to five more, three to five X, your typical landlord cash flow, even when you go in, and this is what I mean, three to five X is if you are, if you come go into this business as someone else managing, this is including all expenses and management company, right? So I created a portfolio with both of the strategies. And, and today, you know, we're making an impact to that super niche, median luxury short-term house. So we go for median houses in the real estate market. Now, are these, all, all these properties were in Houston? We have them all over Texas, right? We have them all over Texas. So, um, but our clients are all over the states. Okay. So, but primarily because when I think of Airbnb, it, it has to be like in a, you know, Miami Beach where like I'm from or Fort Lauderdale or like maybe Steamboat or Vail or, La, or you know, Las Vegas near the Strip and all that. But you can, you can pretty much have Airbnb then anywhere. So that that's the myth that it has to be like in a you know high. Are, are are these typically people business people running out the property or tourists or a little bit of both? You have a little bit of both, but for for each project to work, you have to have a defined client, just like you know in any any market. So our our, our client avatar and our property avatar caters to families for the most part, um, but they're also traveling and vacationers that come to our properties, right? Um, but most of our in-city properties work just as good as a vacation rental on a beach. The big difference between those lifestyle assets and in our assets is that you've got on, on the revenue end, you've got more seasonality out there, and then you've got a little bit of, of uh, I would say, you know, the numbers are more consistent inside your city, right? When it comes to revenue and cash flow, but they're a little bit lower than if you jump onto the beach, your summers are going to kill it, right? You're going to make a lot of money. And in the winters, you're not going to make very much, mm-hmm. right? Very cyclical. Mm-hmm. Correct. So your seasonality is a little bit higher, a lot higher when you're on those, you know, on those vacation rental markets. But we, we you know, we've got some properties that are, you know, pretty much vacation rentals too. Yeah, we call them vacation rentals. We call them short-term miles. So call it what it is, right? 
Well, you know what? I, I tip my hat off to you for starters because usually you said you lost your over four hundred thousand dollar investment. A lot of times, people are like, "Hey, you know what? Being an entrepreneur, this ain't for me, man. I'm I'm going back. I'm working nine to five for somebody. Get my one week off, two week off, the three days, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day." Get uh, you know, give me a four percent on my my IRA or you know my four hundred one k and call it a day. But you know what you you were like already you 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 didn't take that time to say hey you know what it's not for me. Instead you you, you just double down and you're like that was a valuable lesson, an expensive lesson, and you know what I'll never do that lesson again. Yeah. So you know congratulations on that, man. Thank you, brother. And I would say. That that turnaround, you know, if someone out there has to drive and the fire to be successful and they go down, the fire is still there. That you do not make the same mistakes. So I took that as a very expensive lesson, right? And then at my age, you know, when when that all happened, I think it was, you know, I was like 32 or so, right? But at, at that age, when when you have so much in you and you know what you're capable of. Omar, when you know you're going to be one day, you are going to be extremely successful, then that, you know, in the overall, you know, terms of things that I think that's just a small obstacle, right? Oh, it, oh completely. I, I hear you. Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, they call, you know, that I'm a serial entrepreneur or serial franchisee owner, but uh, my ex-wife, my ex-business partner, I, our, our first um, franchise, we failed. We opened up uh, a small franchise, a wrap place, before we opened up the, the smoothie places and all that. And, you know, we, it, it was an expensive lesson. But you know what? We pivoted and we realized, hey, you know what? You have to, you have to know more about the business. You have to know about the cost of goods. You have to know what makes this business thrive. And what makes it not thrive? And you know what? That's what a lot of people need to real. You have, like what you said. You didn't do the homework, but I bet you now in any business, any opportunity you have, you always have to have your due diligence. You always have to kick the tires like on the on the car. You because you know what this this is money, and it's not like playing Monopoly where you know you can always print you know get grab more fake money and play it. When those those lessons, when you use your own money or your own credit and your own livelihood, man, they they, they can they can really hurt. It's more more hurtful than touching a, a hot stove sometimes. I do agree with that, man. So yeah, and it was it was it was a hard one to swallow at first, but I wouldn't be here today if if that didn't happen. And that drive never stopped. It actually gave me more fire to go find the resources and, and and get the education I needed not to fail again. Well, right? God, God, the universe, Jesus, you know, it, it wanted you to maybe it, it wanted you to be smarter. It, it wanted you to take a step back and look within and see, Hey, this wasn't for you, but there's more bigger, better things in store. Now, what made you though pick, the Airbnb. What made you pick real estate instead of just opening up? Going, you know what, George? I'm not, or you know, tell him in your head, George. Hey, this 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 nightclub wasn't for me, but maybe this other avenue. Why did you choose real estate? So I chose real estate because I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, and that inspired me that I needed to build 
unrealized income and wealth. And that was the avenue, right? When I, when I went, I had no idea. I tried flipping, right? I wanted to do creative finance. I didn't know. And sometimes at first, you just got to figure out what you want by trying maybe a thing here, maybe try another strategy there, right? And what I fell into was I fell into a position of I needed cash flow because I'm just getting started and I have $1,000 in my pocket and I need some cash to live, right? I needed to something to pay my bills. So flips weren't doing that. I had to put too much money in and I didn't have that much money. So I was borrowing it, right? And it was cool, but I was waiting. Then wholesaling also same same difference right if I wanted to scale something quicker and and then go without any type of hundred two hundred thousand dollar investment and I wanted to resourcefully scale a business myself I was going to have to get something that would give me consistent and a stable money that I can add a person here add another person there add another person so when I was doing flipping a wholesale it's like this isn't going to work I was doing it temporarily and to pay the bills and then I got a few chunks which are good big. Paydays are great, but also, you know, cash is king. So you need to be able to either save a budget, all those big paydays, or create an avenue that brings in cash every single day, every single, you know, every single week. And that's what short term rentals do. Yeah, they now, I, I know you, you always, you always believed without a doubt that you were going to su- succeed. You, you had complete faith in yourself, right? Absolutely. You know, did, did anybody like your family and all that go, hey, George, you know, we, you already lost 400K. Well, let's take a step back or were they cheerleaders or you didn't care? You were so stubborn. You didn't listen to anybody. And you just said, Hey, I know this is going to work because it's, it will work. I knew it would work. Right. And yes, my, my family, my mom would tell me, don't invest, don't invest, don't invest, don't invest. Yes. I did invest and I did mess up and I didn't listen to her, but then I invested and it worked. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I invested the money I made. I didn't, it wasn't, like I borrowed money to invest in into buying these SDRs, right? Or, or, or uh, doing my arbitrage leases. A lot of it was mine, but I didn't have always private lenders. There's so many ways you can do real estate without your own money. But at the end of the day, when you're doing an arbitrage, there's no asset to leverage. So there was no lenders that would let me do rent a property, do the arbitrage lease arbitrage model. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I knew it. And then that's why I went after it. But the turning point wasn't when I did the arbitrage no more. The turning point was during COVID, my strategy got exposed. Okay. And I had a 35 apartments and then five houses. Right. And then I had them in, you know, within a mile radius of downtown Houston. And that's when I realized that. I needed to diversify a little bit more and not have so many eggs in one basket. And it was almost the same mistake I made with the nightclub. So what I started doing is taking these apartments and they just were already two years into the lease, right? Um, Boom, swapping three of them for another house. Boom, swapping four of them for another house. And, and, And the turning point was really when I went into the median houses instead of doing the, the initial you know, rent to rent model with apartments, I pivoted to median houses. And that's when everything changed because COVID exposed the weakness of that strategy, which essentially you're putting a lot of leverage into assets that only bring you cap cash, you know, and then your houses, you can improve and add value to these houses, right? You can go out there and 
add a freaking pool or add a pergola in the backyard and really get specific and create a little bit of an environment that people are going to love. But you can't do that when you're renting 10 units in an apartment building that you don't own. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if you rent a house, you have the entire thing and it's up to you. If I own a house, which you own a big percentage of our portfolio, we're doing the same thing. So I realized that we still had a weakness then and then boom, right? And then that's when we transition into what truly serves us and so many people today, which is a single family. I'm I'm sure though, man, when, when Corona first hit and you, you heard about the laws that, you know, the renters and they don't have to pay the, the landlords and all that, you must have had at least some, oh my gosh, is this going to actually, because, you know, we all plan, nobody planned for a pandemic, nobody planned for, you know, much less 15 days, which it was supposed to be compared to now going on almost two years. I mean, there must've been at least some, oh my gosh, I didn't prepare for this, right? One person. Really? One, one person did that to me, but, but then I let her, you know, stay there and, and, and she, you know, and when you have compassion and empathy for people, I think I was in the same position. I was like, hey, you need to give me empathy. But no, I stood my ground. I said, look, I'm going to let you be there and stay with your two kids in one of our properties. And then she looks at my face and she goes, George, I'm going to pay you every penny. She paid me every penny, brother. Right. So I did. And then everything else was perfectly fine. Just obviously the, the, the market was down. Um, we relaunched so strongly. It was not, like, think about falling twice, right? You fall and one time you fly, I freaking broke my knee, right? And then the next time I fell during COVID, I just scraped it. I just got up and kept running, mm-hmm. right? So all these little failures teach you a huge lesson, which is don't make the same mistake twice, right? And get up way stronger than you fell. And and something else though with with you is you're a perfect example, man. You've been you've been thriving these next or these past eighteen months. Well, you hear from other people, oh, you know, Corona, COVID. That's the reason why this. That's the reason why my business is down. This and that. You go. I'd, I'd say over the past eighteen months, you've been thriving a lot more than probably the first eighteen months before Corona hit. Correct? Thousand percent. 1,000%. It's been the best year and, and it's been the, the last 18 months. I mean, the first 18 months, uh, four to five months of COVID was, was the pivot, right? When, you, when you're like, everyone's in panic, right? So anytime from when Corona launched, it started launched. <laughs> um, you have this panic and then you got to figure out like what you're going to do and you know figure out what you're going to do with your businesses and the team and how you're going to do all, pay all these bills. And yeah, we figured it out. So it took maybe about a month that we start pivoting and, and then three, four months later, we were at pivot, you know, time and, and, and it all shifted right in, in a period of, you know, four to six months. And then from there, once we adapted to what was happening, we changed our strategy. And in the last 12 months, brother, I've been phenomenal for all of our, all of our businesses. Well, it's because you were proactive. You weren't sitting around waiting. You weren't saying, well, this is only going to be for 15 days. And then after 15 days, well, this is only going to be three months. Because you know what? Whether it's this pandemic, it's there's always something. 
And you're a perfect example. You're a prime example of you weren't sitting around waiting for the government, waiting for the universe, waiting for something. You're like, hey, you know what? I felt once that that didn't feel good. This ain't this this ain't going to happen on my watch a second time. So, you know, that that's that's amazing. So but when did you start? Because you're you're now doing webinars to help other people do the same thing. You're, you're like an event, you're evangelizing the people that, Hey, look at me. I came from Peru and look at what I became now. And you know, you're in abundance. You want everybody to thrive. So when did, when did that idea to start these webinars and to help out other people? When did that? Currently we, we have a coaching program. We have a three day boot camp. We have uh, workshops. So it's, you know, way more than just webinars. We are hugely making an impact, brother. I'm telling you, we're hitting hundreds of people every single day, right? With and thousands of people a month who what we're doing. This idea was the day I read Expert Secrets, I started. That was when this first spark came. But I didn't know who was going to choose, right? And I had to figure out what my niche was. And then when I really started executing was um, at the end of 20, uh, the end of 2019. Okay. And um, I was like, man, I need to do something, you know? So I started studying. So this is literally maybe about a year and a half after I started real estate, I was already figuring out what was going to be what I needed to learn. So it took quite a while to just essentially learn how to create all this stuff, right? You know, all these assets and then because it, it's, it's a completely different business that we have to add. So but when I really executed was during the pandemic, when I was pivoting, right? I was like, man, I need to do this. So the in and the, and then the action taking and all the steps I needed to take happened to the pandemic. And we launched our coaching program at the beginning of this year and we're doing phenomenally. So it's been about a year and a half since we started taking action on this. And it took, you know, about six months to really launch it. Now, how much money does this, does somebody have to have? Do I do I have to have like a half a million dollars to to, to become an investor in this and to hire you guys as a coach? Or can I mean now now you have my interests. I know you have a bunch of people's interests because who the hell wants to work for the rest of their lives? Who the hell wants to work on someone else's dreams? How, how much money does a person would you say need to have to be like, I'm going to take George Salas's three, three day boot camp. I'm going to hire you, you and your staff to, to coach me to prosperity. What ballpark, how much would you say a person needs? So if you want to buy and you want to rent, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a ballpark of most of the numbers, right? If you want to buy a property um, and if you if you put 20% down, which is very standard, and then you stage the property and then, you know, you need for the style of houses that we do, I would say about 100 to 125,000, right? You're, you're down, right? That includes everything, right? That in, including your, um, your uh, property down payment, um, including your furnishings, any deposits you have to do, any labor, um, and then obviously additionally, the, you know, if you take the three-day boot camp and do it, boot camp's only like fifteen hundred. We have several programs 
you know, that start at about 10K up to 50K, you know, coaching programs, right? We have three. And obviously, depending on which one you are, some people need this total handholding. We've got one that's total handholding and we can partner with them, right? And, and we can do, uh, we've got the, the personnel and the companies to, that can back up. If somebody needs, hey, well, we're going to find you the property that makes sense for you. We can do that, right? If you just need the, the coaching, education, support, mentorship, and guidance, there's one for that, right? So 100, 125K to start per house, that's really going to take you to to freedom and, and and if you get five of them right so um, I'm a big prominent promote promoter of of, of un- making people understand that you only need five houses and if all these five houses did for you was help you make an extra ten thousand dollars a month net would that change your life if all these five houses did is make you make five thousand dollars would that make a difference? Right on how you're living today and what how you're spending your time and, and how you love and how you enjoy your own life. Right. So and if you do 10, 15,000, can you live the life you've always dreamed of with that extra 50,000? So you only need five houses in this business with the model that we teach. Now the apartment's completely different, right? And each house, no, yeah, no, I, I mean serious because usually I thought you're getting ready to tell me that you know this is a process that takes you know, 10 years, 10 to 15, 20 years, and, you know, gradual and all that. But only five properties can do that for you. I, now, is that five properties anywhere? Or because I, I know the cost of living in Houston is is pretty high, just like, you know, most most normal cities. Mm-hmm. That, that's five properties strategically handpicked for them to generate a six-figure gross rental income. Right. So, um, and then I forgot to mention this. If you're renting one, you're only putting up 30 grand and you're still making the same cash flow. Right. So, 25 to 35 is my range for a rental when you rent the property and then you sublease it into online travel agencies. And if you're buying anywhere between 100, 125, 150,000. Right. So, with 100K to 150,000, which is twenty five thousand to to about thirty five thousand, right? So if you uh, if you multiply twenty five to thirty five by five houses, that's about one hundred and forty hundred fifty thousand, right? With one hundred fifty thousand, you can create a ten, fifteen, or even twenty thousand dollar net income every single month. That's the power. So think of the cash on cash return on that, right? Every month, twenty grand. You invested one fifty. 12 months, that's 240, right? That's 70, 80, well, 170 to 180% cash on cash return. When, when, when you think of an investment, you're like, hey, I want to get my money back in two, three, four years. Well, with short-term rentals via rental arbitrage, you can get it back in less than a year. And the remaining is profit. With purchasing, you're an average of 50% cash on cash return. Right, obviously it takes a lot more, right? So, um, man, I love this strategy, brother. <laughs> you, you, you have you have me like uh, at, at awe. Not 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 because you know I, I I've always been you know a, a stock guy, a bond guy. Also, you know, um, 
the real estate that I, I did invest is more crowdfunding with the, the Cardone Capital and uh, the, the you know there's so many others the Fundrise and the Realty Mogul. But you know you you had your your money locked in for who knows how long. And the way you're telling me is you know this method you pretty much have control and you get immediate cash flow and you get a lot much more cash flow compared to. You know, just sitting back waiting for the four percent return, the five percent return. I mean, to me, it, it, it's a no-brainer. Yes, it takes time, but everything amazing takes time. And to take a course like your course, take a boot camp, go. You know, it, it's always about coaching. You know, if you want to be a better snowboarder, you hire somebody to teach you how to snowboard. You you just don't strap on the snowboard and go down a, a black or a blue and all that. And and that's what people don't realize is that. You know, think about that. We're here talking. I met you at at a conference on a weekend. Most people would be like, "Why would you be doing that on the weekend?" Because you know, there's it was during the fall, so there's already football, college football. There's just so much knowledge, and there's just so much out there to make money. But yet, people are too busy, you know, complaining that they hate Monday or they hate their job. But all you're saying is, if you sacrifice. Somewhat, you create some money. You you can actually live the life that you've you you always dreamt about, but you couldn't because you're too busy. Like I'm here making my fifty thousand, my sixty thousand. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, and you know I'm working for the weekend. But but your strategy and all that, and your programs and what you're teaching people, you instead of thinking. You can't wait to Saturday or Friday night. You can create your every day to be your own Saturday. Every single day, brother. Yeah, every single day. And most people, they're just scared that it might not work. But when you do this strategy and you do it the rental way, it's, there's not as much risk as purchasing. Think about it. You're putting up 25K. And if it doesn't work, what do you do? You get your furniture out. You've got to get some money. And how much of that is yours? Probably most of it. How much did you pay labor? Well, I got a deposit. I got, okay, what are you going to lose? You're going to lose a deposit, right? If there's very small chance, like I would say there, we have no failing students, right? None of our Airbnbs fell, right? But what if it did work? What if it did work, right? Exactly. How much money could you make or... How how could you change your life with this one house, right? And maybe two houses for somebody making fifty thousand dollars a year, you can make that with one house a year. Exactly, and you know, but a lot of times too, though, it, it's that you know we never focus on what if it did work because you always hear people, oh, those books are full of crap. You know, I, I buy a property and then I rent it out and. The toilet breaks. I'm sure you always hear that. What if the toilet breaks at, at 2 a.m.? What, what, what if what if the AC breaks? What if this? What? But you know, nobody ever says, what if it did work? And to me, this is a perfect example of what if it did work. Because and, and that's why I, I was fascinated with you as as a person. And we were connected right off the bat because you know, two like-minded people, and you know, it's always about just one helping people being in service because you'll never get rich. And even if you do, it's just money. 
It, it's it's you won't you'll feel empty if if you're some greedy person. You're like ah, I, you know, screw everybody else. This is all about me. This is all about me. But you know, you're you're changing people's legacies. You're you're helping create people's lives with. And and how often do you do these um, boot camps? Uh, we do it tw- uh, twice uh, a quarter, or about six to eight of them a year. Right. So our next one is in Houston, November. First to the fourth, and the next one is in December, December eighth to the tenth. It's um, going to be more of an online, you know, online one. But yeah, we we're we're, we're targeting six uh, six over the next uh, you know six over the next year, and we'll probably jump up to, to eight. That's amazing. So all so you do the boot camp, and then you get the you get the coaching as well, or like, and I know you have three options. One is like idiot proof. That that's usually what people need, anyways, because mm-hmm. because you know everybody's always looking. Well, it's someone else's reason why you know I suck and why I failed. So this way, I I love that the idiot proof is like, hey, we'll hold your hand, we'll make sure that you're successful, so that you don't play victim and you don't tell everybody, oh, I lost my money in real estate. Yeah. So. Um- when people come to our boot camps, we, we give them the options, right, to choose what fits them best. And we see what fits them best because we obviously want to put each of our clients, you know, into the proper bucket, right, to make sure that they're taken care of. So one is do it yourself, just education. Where we teach, mentor, really guide people on how they can really get to you know, launch the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, tenth, whatever, right? Short term out. Um, and then we give them accountability, right? We benchmark with them every single month. And and we really work with them hand on hand. And the other ones are done with them, right? We actually do them with our clients. We're finding the property for them. Also, it's a combination of done for you, done with you, right? So we find the property for them and my team does the work on the back end to make sure that we've got the right property with the right infrastructure and the right amenities, right in the right location, um, with the right numbers, you know, prices per square foot. And then, you know, so to make sure everything that matches, right. That that matches for a perfect property and a perfect listing and a perfect strategy works with the client. Right. And, um, and then we just take them to the, you know, through the trenches, right? As we're closing the property, they're back there. As they're, we're deciding on, on which property to make sure we, we bet for, we give them choices and then they get to be right there, right? Hey, you know, like, I think this property is good. This was not. Hey, you know what? This property is good because of this reason, but you shouldn't go for that one, right? And yeah, we look at all these aspects. So one is like extreme handholding and baby spoon feeding. And the other one is, is more of a, uh, you know, do it yourself. Let me guide you and mentor you on how to do this. Now, where do you see yourself in the near future? Do you see yourself doing more, more workshops, more seminars, more coaching and growing your portfolio? Or do you look at expanding your George Salas Inc., you know, into different other avenues, different other cash flow, or, or this is working great. So just expand it. And, and just do more, all the above? Absolutely. Great question. Thank you for that. We are very focused. I'm very focused. That's been probably the number one reason how, of how we scaled so quickly, 
right? Because we're narrow focused and, and we've got a niche that's working very well. And we're creating avenues to that niche. Our five-year picture is to be at 100 houses and 10 million a year, right? So that's within five years. And I think we can get that, you know, to that point much faster, right? Um, we're, we're, we're not going to hit you know, 10 million this year, but we're going to hit a pretty darn seven figure, you know, number. So um, I'm super excited. And and then, and then our goal is 1000 investors. That's how many we're going to free by 2025. Right. So when it comes to financials, right. Running a $10 million business a year. And then when it comes to clients, right. That we're going to make an impact and help grow is 1,000. So we're very defined when it comes to our mission and, and our vision where we're looking to grow, right? And this is through helping our clients, partnering with our clients, masterminds, right? And actually, we've, we've got our own management company. So we're building a little mini empire right now that's becoming a bigger empire, but we only have to go get the client one time, Omar, right? And they come in because they're curious about the business and they have the opportunity of us helping them find the properties, right? So we've got three different types of services. And even my clients ask us to manage their properties, right? So my team is working with them, right? In a sense of we're finding them the property, we're educating them, they're coming to the trenches, they're flying in and working with us. We're going to different properties, you know, in, in, in our bus tours, right? The little bus tours where we, where we bring our clients here for, for our private, you know, masterminds. And they're essentially submerged, which is what you want to do in any type of business, right? You want to submerge and immerse yourself by watching, by learning, you know, and you learn by watching and by doing, right? And by being in the trenches. So, you know, when we only get the client one time, I think is a, to me, is a great business model where I have to go market one time. And these clients become clients that bring us three to four and maybe five avenues of revenue. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> you, you, I mean, everything that you talk about, there's you always ask yourself, you know, what if it did work? There, there's never, but that's that's based on just talking to you and all that confidence, confidence in yourself, man. I that's the only thing I, I have to say about you, brother, is that you. You have that fort, that fortitude that yes, it's going to work, man. You're that mental fortitude and the right you you take action. You just want other people to take action, and you you ask yourself better questions, man. And you know you expanded your vision. You, you said you were, you know, in a small town in Peru, but that that was just your story. That was your your origins. That's your beginning, brother. This is this is where you're at right now, man. You're you're living the American dream, capitalism. 101 man mm-hmm. congratulations thank you sir thank you very much i love my life I, I really and i love everything about it brother you know so and and when you're in your purpose you love everything you do you're joyful right and, and you get better results and you make bigger impact and you grow faster Right. And, and that's one huge thing, man. And I, I really appreciate you having me. And, it, and it's all about purpose at the end of the day. I wanted to develop and figure out what my purpose was. And that's what it took a year and a half to two years. Right. And once I did, there's nothing stopping me. There's nothing that should stop you or anyone else. 
Right? Did you ever see yourself as a as a teacher, as a coach? I, I, I'm sure when with the bar and all that, the nightclub, <laughs> you weren't like, you know, I'm, I'm going to become a great teacher. I'm going to become a great motivator, a great instructor. But that that's what you became. That's that's who you are. I, 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 did I see myself as a teacher? You know, I didn't see myself as a teacher, but I did see myself on a stage helping others. And I didn't really know I had it in me until I had the guts to just go speak in front of a hundred people when I've never spoken in front of anyone, you know, like a year and a half ago. Right. So I forced myself because my purpose dictated what I was going to do. Right. And it wasn't me. Hey, I'm going to go teach. And this is how I'm going to make my living. It was like more like my purpose is to impact others via this gift that I have. Right. This gift that I have is what I need to go in the avenue. The only avenue that I that I, that I could do this is by getting up on those stages, getting up here on the camera. Right. And talking to a bunch of people and really teaching them what I did. And as I did that. I was actually learning even more, right? And you know what they say, right? Um, you actually learn more when and you process things in your head when you're teaching them, mm-hmm. right? So to answer your question, Omar, no, I didn't, but I, my purpose dictated that, that I was, I needed to be. Now, it's a, when you're in a little, a little boy living in Peru, did you ever picture this life that you would have one day? Um, I pictured an amazing life, but I wanted to be a business owner. I'm like, I want to be a business owner. I want to own my business and, and just have a lot of money. You know, that was when I was a kid. I was like, I want to live in the United States. <laughs> right? So I, I'm, I'm living my best life better. So you're, you're blessed, man. And, and you see, you have gratitude. You're grateful. You, you do, you have your goals down. You, you said it, what your goals are for five years. I know you're a guy that you're, you have complete clarity and who you are, what you are, what you need to do to get there, what you need to sacrifice, who you need to become. You have all those steps down. You have the confidence down. And the best part about it, though, is you want to see everybody else join with you and creating this empire. Not not only the George Salas empire, but these empires of, of plenty of people, because there's been plenty of people out there, man, that, you know, that quit believing in themselves, that lost faith that, you know, they're, they're not grateful. And I tell people, you know, when I, I wake up, I'm living the dream and they laugh because they think it's like something crazy. But, you know, I'm in America. I've got electricity. Well, I was born here, but still, you know, I've, I've gone all over the world. And it's like I was lucky enough to be born here. I was lucky enough to have a sound mind. And I'm lucky enough if I if anything is meant to happen, I need to do it. And it's all up to me. And you have that same attitude. Because at the end of the day, that's what makes America great. That's what makes capitalism great is that, you know, hey, this is your shot. You have you have you're the writer of your story. You're the creator of your life. And you can do whatever the hell it is that you want to do here. And that's that, that, that that's the one thing that I have to say that, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, I love America. I love capitalism. 
I, I love you. I, I love your story completely and all that, brother. But how, how I, I know how to get a hold of you, clearly, because I have your phone number. I know your websites and all that. But how do we find you? How, how does the listener find all your boot camps? How does a listener find how to get you and your team to coach them into prosperity? I love it. I love it. Um, first of all, it's been an honor being here with you, brother. And um, I'm grateful, you know, for, you know, this. I'm grateful for you. So um, thank you. First, right. And um, secondly, um, we've got one main site, right? That's my personal. And then we've got our bootcamp site. And then everything else goes from there. It's George Salas, G-E-O-R-G-E-S-A-L-A-S 360.com. Everything is in there. My channels, my social media, my personal, my schedule, my calendar, our boot camps, everything, right? And and then the boot camp, just to make it super easy for anyone that wants to attend, is five, number five, H, the number two, F, five houses to freedom, 5H2F.com. That's great. But I, I can still find the five houses to freedom on your George Silas yes. website, right? Absolutely. Okay. And, and then, you know, wh- where's my invite, man? You know, I, I I want five houses to freedom, but you know what? I'm, I'm an overachiever. I know I need more than five houses for my freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take it on me, brother. Um, it's next week. So let's go. Buy your flight today. <laughs> to, to Houston, right? H-Town? That's it. Yeah, that that's I, I've been there plenty of times. Uh, my ex-wife's from Houston, so I I know the area area quite well. So, but when I'm in town, we'll we'll go eat at one of the Papas, the Papa Brothers restaurants, yeah. or, or wherever you want. But but yeah, for sure, bro, dude. We you and I, we there's bigger things in store for for ourselves and all that. And yeah, no, dude, I, I George, I do plan on taking because you know what the the successful person always wants to become more successful because it's my duty to show my children, my two daughters, Lauren and Mia, that the possibilities are endless, man. There's no, why stop here when you can grow more and more? And you know what? I The honor's all mine. You could have said, hey, you know what? I'm too busy to be on your podcast. Man, I've had people that aren't even, that can't move the needle in their own lives, tell me no. And it's like, well, I didn't even ask you. So you know what? But you are successful. And it shows you successful people will always have time and will always help out others. It's the ones that live in scarcity that will never find time for you, will always hoard their money. It doesn't matter if they have $1 in their pocket or $2 million in their bank account. And you know what? You live in abundance. You, you are in... A life of service, and the more people that we have, when people ask me what what's the what if it did work movement and all that, it's about moving the needle. It's about getting people off the sidelines. It's about helping others, and it's a it's about meeting meeting people like you. I'm talking to you, but yeah, it's great for the other listeners. I know it's for them, but no, it's really not for them, man. I I love to hear people. I love to see because success always leaves clues. Everybody's had a hardship. Everybody's had a crappy history. And you know what? We've always, all of us have overcome it, you know, and we don't use it. We don't use it to play victim. We use it just to tell our story. 
you know, I don't tell people, oh, you know, mom and dad divorced. I, I, I've never met my dad, you know, all that. That's fine and dandy if you want to know my story, but that's not what defines me. What, what I tell you and I, what I tell people is, what are you doing right now? And what are you going to do in the future? Because that's all that counts for me. The rest, I don't care if, if somebody has a degree, what they did 10 years ago, five years ago. What are we doing now? And what are we working on to have a better tomorrow? I love it. I love it. Well, brother, I, I love you and all that. And, you know, we, we've got big, big things planned. Uh, my partner, Jerry, Jerry and I want to write your book, want to write your story. The man from Peru, all the way from Peru to look at you now, man. You're pretty soon you'll, you'll be you'll be on stage on stage with the big guys. You'll be with Joel and Victoria out there in, in Houston talking about how to help others grow. Because that's what it's all about, brother. I love you. I'm honored. And from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you for being here on the podcast. Oh, what, what quick question, man. It's a silly question because you've already answered it 50 times. To you, what does it mean when I, you know, my movement and all that? What if it did work? To me, it means that making that one choice in your life, that one decision, it could change everything, right? And if you don't take it, which most people don't, then you will always go to the path that you were not meant to be. So to me, it means taking action on the one choice or one decision away that could change your life. Amen, brother. Amen. You see? Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'll, I'll get back with you, with Jerry, myself and all that. And you know what? Thing, big things are in store for you, George. Not because I'm saying it, because you're proving it. And two, you're on a mission to create and change lives, brother. I love you, man. Thank you. Love you too, brother. Thank you so much. All right. All right, man. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it did? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.